There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Time now for the Stacey and Hutch Say Too Much podcast. Hi, the children. Where, you guessed it, the dynamic afternoon duo say way too much. I won't shave armpits. Does it hurt when it grows back? If there's any ingrown situations, that can be very painful. No, seriously, that was way too much. Pit stains. I think they're sexy in certain situations. So if you're still listening, here they are to start the pod. Why, I never. Stacey and Hutch. I'm not sure how I feel about that open. We may have to discuss that, Ross. Will, the plan was to let it run for a month or two and then mix it up. So we can easily mix that up. We'll say something weirder than that. I don't know. He's obsessed with body hair. It's body hair and the the pit stains comment really throws me off. I I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. Of course not. But it, 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 the things he says. I just don't know the scenario in which that is very sexy. <laughs> exactly. Welcome to our weird little podcast. <laughs> Stacy and Hutch say too much. I'm Stacy, and Hutch is not here. So he won't be saying anything. Uh, he's busy out uh, greeting his fine public as he is a handsome man now. And so uh, Ross has graciously accepted the appointment of hanging out with me and only with me. Just you and I, and I get to press all the buttons today. Fun. I have all the power, which is both exhilarating and terrifying. Exactly. <laughs> but we're still going to have fun today. We're going to be talking about um, secrets of McDonald's. And food secrets. Yeah. Yes. So there is a former corporate chef at McDonald's who is pretty popular now on TikTok, and he's spilling secrets about their food and their TikTok viewers are loving it. Did you catch that? They're, they're loving they're it. They're love and I'm loving it. I thought you'd catch that. Anyway, his name is Chef Mike Herats. Herox. I'm not sure how to say it, but oh, you're trying to find the little song, weren't you? Anyway, to find. I'm not sure how to say it, but if you want to follow him, um, it's H-A-R-A-C-Z. So um, I think the Z must be the silent part. But um, McDonald's has some of the most famous food in the world, of course, because they're everywhere. And his posts are pretty interesting and uh, fun to watch. He shares a lot of secrets about how their fast food items are made. And so the reason he knows all this stuff is he used to be a corporate chef for McDonald's. So he has seen everything. He knows all this stuff. Now, some of it is... Maybe scandalous. You know what I found really interesting here, though, on the scandalous side? What? We had kind of a behind the scenes version of this just a few months back. Yes. With our friends at Taco John's. Yes. So now when he starts talking, it really kind of lends credibility to what we saw, if that makes any sense. Yes. You know, this guy's legit. Yeah. Because we saw a form of it behind the scenes at another company. We saw like the corporate kitchen, how they figure these things out when they're testing out new recipes and stuff. Well, anyway, here's some things that we've learned so far from Chef Mike. The burgers are made of... (gasps) 
100% beef. <laughs> I love great salad. <laughs> a lot of people think it's mystery meat, but no, he says it is 100% meat. He had special access, obviously, to the, you know, manufacturing areas and the, I don't know, the meat grindy parts, <laughs> whatever you call that. Um, so it is 100% beef. He knows exactly what does and doesn't go into the beef patties. It's just beef, no filler, no additives, no preservatives. How do you feel about that? I actually feel really good about that because I will tell you one of my guilty pleasures. I don't don't think I have to admit that's a guilty pleasure. I love the McDouble from McDonald's. I really miss the double cheeseburger still, but the McDouble. They don't have that anymore. I think it's been completely weeded out. Well, that's just not right. Because you can't even maybe if you ask for it, you can get it. But I do not see it on the Mm. menu. And it used to be a value meal option. I never see that either. Mm. But the McDouble's fantastic. So that's great to know. Not all of the burger patties come frozen. It depends on which burger you're talking about. The Most of them do get frozen because of shipping. But um, after they form the patties, they'll freeze them, ship them to the restaurants. But the, the quarter pounder patties, they are refrigerated. They're packed in a certain manner. And then he says he thinks they're also gas flushed. I'm not sure what that means, but that's, I don't want to know. I know. I'm, I'm sure that's uh, a term, an industry term that I forgot to look up, but um, they give them a little extra refrigerated shelf life before they're sent to the restaurants. What are the burger seasonings? Do they have special seasoning? No, it's salt and pepper. Duh, that's it. French fries. Now the French fries are special. They are made from real whole potatoes that are cut up to make the fries. And they prefer the varieties of the russet Burbank because those can get really nice, long French fries because those suckers can get big. Um, They have plant workers that wash them, they steam them, they peel them, and then they sort them and they trim off any brown spots or areas that don't look good enough, that they don't meet the standards. They use a potato cannon. What you just said. Yeah. If you back up like two sentences. Yes. Very artistic. What? The removing of things that don't look good (laughs) yeah and and truthfully you kind of need to do that to sell your product right yeah it's got to look good yeah it's got to look good do you want to know what gas flushed means yes do tell okay so it is the process of replacing the oxygen in food packaging with an inert gas such as nitrogen or carbon dioxide Uh aha this slows the decay of the product so basically vacuum sealed kind of. Yeah, it's just a, a in a weird way. Is it just another way to preservative, right? Yeah. To kind of preserve the item. Well, that makes sense. OK, that doesn't scare me at all. That I think, sounds normal. Yeah. And I think we all know. I mean, I don't oh, I don't think these are trade secrets. I think right. we all know when we go to McDonald's, we're not getting beef that was alive a few days ago. I think we all understand that. Right. Right. Like it's not I think we all know it's not like legitimately from butcher shop to restaurant within a couple days. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't. It's pretty. I think it might be pretty. Fresh. Is it? Okay. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's not like weeks old, but, um, you know, they're. I mean, it will be frozen ASAP. Yes. You know, um, they, like I said, they do use a potato cannon. Some people, I think they call it. a. Isn't it called a potato gun? Yes. For some, yeah. too. But I think they don't like to use that word instead but the cutting and the sorting uh process involves shooting potatoes out of a cannon 
The spuds are shot at ridiculously high speeds through a pipe-like contraption that cuts the potatoes into fry shapes. And then they're also shot into the air and inspected for any imperfections. Now, that sounds like the fun part. Of the job. That's another fun part. That would be the quality control, right? Yeah, or the quality yeah. inspection. A little burst of air will shoot any fries with imperfections out of the way while the rest will continue along the process. And then cooking fries, that's a multi-step process. After they're cut and sorted, they are blanched in water, dried, and then par fried, which means it gets um, to an internal temp of 160 degrees and then they cool it to room temperature. Then they freeze them and then ship them off to the actual restaurants. And then they deep fry them, give them a light coating of salt and serve them to you, friends. Now, do we know how McDonald's feels about Chef Mike being out there giving you know away what? some of these secrets? I haven't heard that. I was kind of hoping that I might find some info. I didn't see anything, but he's not telling anything bad. Yeah, no. I, I mean, it's, it's all truth and nothing scandalous has come out yet. And he doesn't work for them anymore. So what does he care? And he's not giving away any secret sauces or anything, right. so to speak. And he's not um, disparaging the company. And what he's saying is the truth, even if it is un unsavory. And actually, to your point, in a very nice way, he's kind of talking up the company. Yeah, he kind of is. You know, you're kind of feeling a little bit better about the product. We do have uh, one of the latest secrets from Chef Mike straight from his TikTok account. So here's the latest one that I found for you guys. Right. Did you know McDonald's American cheese is tempered before they use it in the restaurants? I'm a former McDonald's corporate chef. Explain to you that McDonald's takes big hunks of cheese out of their refrigerator. They put them uh, in a certain area of the kitchen to temper before use. They don't want it as cold. And they are allowed to let this cheese sit out in ambient temperatures for four hours. A couple reasons why they do this. They want meltier cheese. So if the cheese is not as cold, it will will melt a little better. Uh, it is a little bit more pliable when it is warmer. You still have to be uh, pretty delicate with it, but cold cheese could kind of crack where a little tempered cheese technically is a little easier to peel off the big loaf. But the biggest reason why they temperature the, uh, they temper their cheese is because their burgers are not overly hot. Yes, the quarter pounders in the United States are now cooked to order with fresh beef. They've been doing that for a couple years. But all of the burgers in the UHC that are held, your hamburger, your cheeseburger, your Big Mac, those are not right fresh off the grill. They are not super hot. They do make sure that the cheese touches the meat on every burger there should not be ingredients in the way but with their new process that they talked about meltier cheese not sure how they're uh, doing that getting meltier cheese i know they add onions on the grill now to big macs and cheeseburgers and stuff like that so maybe that helps melt the cheese but all of the mcdonald's cheese is not refrigerated while they use it it is just sitting out on a counter and hopefully they don't overhold it Mm. I I'm am, not freaked out by that. No, me neither. And here's why. Cheese, the entire process of cheese is so weird. <laughs> it's it's kind of like wine, right? Oftentimes the older the cheese and unless it's starting to change color, mm -hmm. it, a lot of people say it's better that way or it's been aged so long or it's been aged this way. And that's so true. It cracks. I'm like, not bothered by that in the least. Right. And there's so many preservatives in cheese <laughs> that it's preserved already. And I do that. I mean, I do that with my um, sticks of butter. Like this morning I had a, I had a caramel roll and I was like, I want it to be buttery and I didn't want to heat the caramel roll. So I 
knew I was going to have it the night before. So I left my butter out on the counter. A lot of people are weird about that and they don't like to do that. But I was like, I want it to be spreadable. If you leave your butter out, I have a butter dish. Okay. And then you <laughs> yes. put the, you put the top over it, right? Yeah. Is it a butter bell? No, it's not a butter bell. Okay. How long? How long can I go before I need to replace that butter? Are we talking days? Is it weeks? I don't know. How long is that butter good for? I usually give it a sniff and it smell if it smells rancid, that's, we're out. <laughs> see, that's what I do. That's exactly what I do. I know it will keep better if you leave it in the fridge. Yeah. But to your point, if you want to spread it on something, unless whatever it is is insanely hot, mm-hmm. then you're doing that old trick of you're putting the butter on. Then maybe you're taking like the two pieces of bread, putting it between to melt it. Mm-hmm. That's a process. I don't like doing that. Another, I like spreadable butter too. Another thing you can do too is if you have a microwave, you can put, a glass of water or something in there. Yes. Yeah. And then heat it up and then pour the water out and then put it over the hunk of butter. But again, that's a lot of work for me. Another hot tip. <laughs> okay. See, now, now you're getting classic Ross going all over different directions. Yeah. Great way to clean the microwave is to also put like a cup of water in for two, three minutes, hit start, take it out, then, you know, spray it down with whatever you want to spray it with. It'll help get that crud out of there. Put a little slice of lemon in that water. Squeeze really? some lemon in there, yeah. The, lemon, le- the lemon must eat away at it, right? Lemon is a natural cleanser. Ugh. Lemon is my favorite thing in the world. Lemon water in the summer, so good. See, it's good all the time, but I love it, it in the summer. It's like we're Martha Stewart and Bob Vila, <laughs> Julia Child, Julia Child all wrapped Bob in one. Vila. I don't know. He's I've stopped. been on I've been on a home alone home alone, sorry, home improvement kick. Yeah. Do you remember watching that show back yes. in the nineties? The the Tim Taylor, Bob Vila rivalry. Yes. One of the greatest rivalries in all of Bob Vila stopped taking my calls. Time. It's sad. Oh. Anyway, well, let's move on to a little bit of snack chat. Oh yeah, let's do that. Maybe push may, the button. Maybe there, I should hit dude. the button. What's the latest crop? Soup's on, fat boy. You'll find Sorry, out Hutch. what's an oral gasm. Your chicken is delectable. And what's dorm food. That's disgusting. Because it's time to test your taste buds as we now present Stacy and Hutch's Snack Chat. I found a delicious bite and you found a beverage. Yes. So this I found, um, it's a new thing from Hostess. It's called Kaz Bars and it's chocolate and caramel together. Two of my favorite things. There's pieces of sweet crunch, fluffy chocolate cake, and ooey gooey caramel and creme, and delightful drizzle, it now, says. wasn't this a Clash song? Rock the Kaz bars, rock the Oh, it was Kaz bar. Oh, okay. But I don't know where, uh, but these are, these are bars. So here in Minnesota, we like our bars. I love your Minnesota accent. It's so it's so on point. It's you know, it's my it's my family. So should I give this thing a whirl? Give it a whirl. There's I, this I is what I like it's about fantastic. Them. There's no artificial flavors or colors and there's okay. no high fructose corn syrup, which I think is great because corn syrup mm. often gives me uh, a coughing fit, which is irritating. So they're all individually wrapped, which is also nice. So if you give one to your kids, which is I'm sure they're excellent for your children. Yes. <laughs> But here's what they look like unwrapped. You know, what do you think of them? They're good. Mm-hmm. I liked them. I'll actually give them some credit here. This does not taste as um, I think you've used the term before on this pod. This does not taste as plasticky as you would expect yeah, it to. Yeah. Right. This actually tastes. It's got that hostess taste, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it tastes legit. And, you know, there's eight of them in 
one box. And I actually had to write on the top of it when I brought them in, don't eat it, Stacy. <laughs> There were two left for the podcast and I saved them. So and I was like, I don't, I don't want to eat these because I want to use them for the podcast. I did something similar. I've been telling you and Hutch for two years now, I'll start bringing in stuff for snack chat. And of yeah. course I go to the store once a week and I always forget to look for things new. So I never bring anything in. Today was the day. Today was the day and Hutch is in here. And it's funny because what I brought in, you actually exchanged a message with me and said, oh, I heard about a new Coke product. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out the Coke product you heard about is exactly what I bought. This is called Coca-Cola Y3000 Limited Edition. There were two at the uh, Speedway next to us. All right, why don't you pour it up and I'll tell everybody about it. Yeah, do it. Okay, so they just dropped this latest mystery soda flavor. Coca-Cola Y3000. It's the taste of the future. So how did they create this? Did they rip that from Pepsi, by the way? I don't know. The taste of the next generation. Oh, I've never heard that. Um, It was crafted using insights from both humans and artificial intelligence on what the future may taste like. So Coca-Cola is being intentionally vague about um, what the flavor is going to be, what the actual flavor is. So apparently we'll have to buy and crack it open, make a figure out for ourselves what it tastes like. Why 3000 is the latest in their weird line of mystery, non-traditional soda flavors. They've been doing this since 2022. Coca-Cola Ultimate, that was supposed to taste like experience points from the online battle arena video game League of Legends. Starlight, the outer space flavored soda. Then there was Dream World, inspired by the human imagination. Then we had Bite, which was pixel flavored. And now we have Y3000. Can we back up just a tiny bit? All those things that you said it's supposed to taste like this. Uh Those are like inanimate objects. Yes. How does something taste like an object? How does it taste like pixels? So this know. this one had a regular option and a zero sugar option. Exactly. As a diabetic, I went with zero sugar. Thank you. So, and I figured you would like that as well. So let's oh, give this a whirl. Let's give it a flavor. I do like the can or the bottle. I have to cough. I'm not sure if I even know what this tastes like. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. That's hmm. I was kind of expecting this would just be another form of like Diet Coke or Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. It tastes like I'm going to try one more time. <clears throat> Since you said Pepsi, I had Pepsi in my head. It doesn't taste like Pepsi, but I would encourage people to try it. And let us know. Oh, I almost burped on air, too. My apologies. <laughs> um, I don't know what that tastes like. It tastes like a. this sounds bad. It kind of tastes like a watered down fruity drink. Yeah, a little bit. That's brown. And the brown confuses you. Um, Here's some more things. It says, uh, now a lot of these mystery flavors, they've been launching them with some digital experiences. And so people can immerse themselves in the concepts behind these drinks. But, you know, I'm just thirsty. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You know, so clearly they're not targeted to people like me and probably not you either. So actually you can, is there a QR code on that? bottle because you're supposed to be able to oh yeah yeah Yeah. scan it and then you can right now go to the coca-cola creations hub and you can filter photos through this ai camera to envision what their current reality would look like in the future i'm like i don't care yeah Um, i just want to drink the pop right let's let's give this a whirl they've also teamed up with the fashion brand ambush for a limited edition line of apparel and accessories inspired by the future Okay. Okay. Which I'm assuming the moment I get to this webpage, if it ever opens, will be trying to sell me all those. Oh, absolutely. All those items, right. But it's in grocery stores this week, so we can all enjoy. 
Smart uh, label product information. Level up with Ultimate. Learn how to recycle this project. Oh. Learn more about Coca-Cola. Lucky you. Well, that's kind of odd. They're not really <laughs> telling me anything when I get there. Well, that sounds really fun, doesn't it? Like that last thing I want is one more website to go to. It kind of tastes like a, a fruity, like uh, a Sierra Mist, I see which the... is not their product. So like a Sprite with like cherry or something is what it tastes yeah, like. Yeah, there's definitely a fruity option. And I wonder, there. are they maybe giving that away? I'll pass this bottle over to you. Are they maybe giving that away with some of the colors that are on here? Mm, maybe. And, that, and is that like a, a cherry stir stick? What is that? <clears throat> you see that at the bottom of the label there? Oh, it looks like a Q-tip. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Right there. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah right, right up my finger. It looks like a Q-tip that's been dipped in lip gloss. Here's the thing. I will finish it because there's <laughs> zero sugar and it's not going to mess with my blood sugars like this uh, Kazam bar will or Casbah mm -hmm. bar. I swallowed wrong in the beginning and now I've got like this thing in my throat now. Um. Yeah, it's not very carbonated either. And I don't like that because it goes flat quickly. Would you buy it no. again? Mm -mm. See, I, don't, I wouldn't either. I will finish it. Yeah. Because I paid three American dollars for it. So I Which will finish ridiculous. it. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's. I actually went on that rant too, by the way. Do you remember? This will make us sound so old. What? Back in our day, <laughs> that bottle, like mm -hmm. a 20-ounce bottle, or is that 16? I don't know what that is. 16, mm -hmm. 20? What are those bottles? 20. That was like a buck fifty nine, as little as what five years ago. Yeah, inflation hurts people. I know it does. I know it does. You know we shouldn't be drinking soda anyway, but yeah, <clears throat> no, we shouldn't be. I'm fascinated by all that McDonald's stuff that you told us about. I know it's kind of cool. It, it makes me feel good, and it, I don't know. Did you ever watch the movie The Founder? I think so. About McDonald's, and again, it's. I'm sure they take a liberty, so I don't know how true to form it is. Is that the one and has uh, Michael Keaton in it? Correct. Yep. I think I did, yeah. Yep, and he plays basically Mr. McDonald, who bought the, the original franchise or stores from um, Mac and Don. Mr. Kroger. Yeah, whoever it was. And I just think the <clears throat> it's intriguing. The story is incredible from where they started to where they're at now and how especially in this country. I can't speak for like other countries outside of Canada. Mm -hmm. Every McDonald's is the same. People like it's, what they know. It's incredible how consistent they are across all of their stores and their brand. And I know there are many brands that do that, but it's just, it's insane how they have perfected that. And really for the most part, I think the first ones to do it. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I think, I think you might be right. Were there any other big chains in the fifties taking over fifties and sixties? I'm not sure. I don't know. That might be a subject for another podcast. A subject for another podcast. Is it time to get out of here? It's time to go. We have things to take care of. And so. things to do. Hey, in the post show. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about how I, in an alternate reality, would have a lot of McDonald's money and I wouldn't be here today. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, it'll be very intriguing. Well, thank you everyone for still enjoying the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, even though we don't have our Hutch man, but hopefully he'll be back with us next week and doesn't have any other big plans. But you can follow us on our socials at StacyKS95 on Instagram, Stacy Smoke Show on TikTok. Hutch is HutchKS95 on Instagram. And uh, Ross, you have the Ross Brendel on Instagram. Are you on TikTok now? I am not on the TikTok yet. I but should be because all the cool kids are. They are. In Always watch our podcast on YouTube, yes. too. And at KS95.com. And I don't know, wherever else you can find podcasts. This one's a video one, so you could... 
I don't know, just scream till someone points you in the right direction. Watch at YouTube or listen wherever you get your podcasts. Yay. Hey, it's Crisco, and you can get in on the playoff action and win up to 100 times your money in prize picks. As you and the world's best players take the game to a new level during basketball's postseason, I have won so much money on prize picks, $100 on football before. I've won $65 on a bet that I made for the NBA. It is so easy to do. I made a killing during March Madness. It is awesome, and it's so easy. You can turn $10 into $1,000 with picks for basketball, hockey, and so much more. And with prize picks, they make it so easy with quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an Enormous selection of players and stat types that make Prize Picks the number one fantasy sports app. So all you have to do to win like me is download the app today and use code CDW for your first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. With Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's just that easy. Again, download the app today and use code CDW for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel so back in i guess it would be the 60s the mm-hmm. time frame's a little bit off okay. i i did uh, going back a few years ago my grandmother passed away i think in 2019 and she was almost 99 wow prior to that a few years prior could have been months you know time flies i actually sat down and did an interview with her mm-hmm. like just interviewed her on things what does she remember about growing up what does she remember about depression all that stuff sure and one thing that came up that i knew at one point we had a family member who ran in some similar circles with the Crocs. Ray Croc had kind of moved here when he took, I don't know if he moved here, but he took, he a, lot of, some point. took a lot of McDonald's here and they were starting to grow the brand. So he was here in Minnesota. So she was running fast and loose. Somehow some family member tried setting up my grandmother with, with Ray, Ray with Croc? Ray Croc. No way. And they were in certain areas together at times, but it just never materialized. And she she wasn't interested. She had her eyes set on Billy Graham. Mm, <laughs> not, well. and, and of course, not like in that ro- in that romantic sense. But she goes, ah, I'm just more interested in the Billy Graham types. Huh. And then I went home that day and thought, huh. If grandma would have remarried Ray Croc. My life would be entirely you different. You wouldn't be sitting there with I, this bimbo. I, I <laughs> oh, don't take it that way. I love you, ah. Stacy. But it is kind of funny where you think about that. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't be a working schlub anymore. I'd be a, maybe. well, maybe I would be. I'd have some role at corporate McDonald's, I Or guess. you may, might but, be running a couple of franchises and you'd smell like French fries and everybody would love you Oh, more. everybody would love me. They'd be all over me. <laughs> so instead of like the six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon, mine is like the six degrees of separation of Ray Kroc, I guess. That's kind of fun, though. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting just in general how one little decision, it's the butterfly effect, right? It can change everything for better or worse. And by the way, I I love my life. I don't have a story like that. (laughs) 
I'm sure if you really thought about it, though, I'm sure there's some story or some scenario where if one little thing happened, I'm not asking you to do it now. Well, you know, uh, somebody years ago put together like and before we had, you know, the interwebs, somebody in our family put together like a backstory of our family trees. And I have both of those things and I'm going to have to look through them sometime and figure out what's going on to the point where they didn't know my name yet. (laughs) So it said, you know, TBD. Right. It said Scott, David, Shannon, Denise and question mark. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) nobody knows me yet. So I'll have to look at that. Maybe there is a funky story like that because both my grandparents on my dad's side were gone before I was born and my grandfather, my mom's side was gone before I was born. So I don't know much about those people at all. Nobody knew you then, but thanks to the internet, YouTube, and this podcast, everybody knows who Stacy is. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys next uh, next time. Bye. Bye.